Um, so we'll go through what some of the areas that um were more of a three out of five um candidate answer rather than four or five out of five. Okay. So I thought one of the first things was that when we talked about the creatinine being high, um, that was different to the good answer is that um there was no criteria for the AKI. So actually, I'm not sure that we mentioned in our feedback video for the good answer, but actually using the Cadigo guidelines shows that you have an interest in the specialty, that you know there are um, certain you know, institutions that nephrologists focus on for guidelines um, and that you mention that and reference that immediately in an interview. That's like a massive tick. And I think here you didn't even really reference the baseline creatinine. Um, because, you know, the good candidate will recognise that a creatinine of 500, whilst high, could well be a CKD. Um, but that was the first thing that I would say. Um, the second thing was something that we talk about a lot, and that's the ATE assessment. So um, you went through that, and I think that's more, you know, foundation level start of IMT interviews, um, is to talk the ATE. And even, I think, in the IMT interviews, they'll cut you off for that. Um, and so, you know, you have to mention keeping the patient safe, but you didn't use um, your assessment to focus in on what you were trying to find. It was just saying it on rote. Um, background information took a long time to gather this, whereas in the good scenario, you know, that was your primary focus at the start. In this scenario, um, you know, it didn't till more than halfway through was that acknowledged. Um, and I think some of the information from the start that you were given such as um, this is a drug user, that didn't play into, you know, why are they telling you that? Why do I want you to know that? Why don't I just say that it's a, you know, someone who's not a drug user? It's because I want you to think about those differentials. And for a candidate, you need to pick up on those things. And also um, there's something else that I was thinking about that you could have picked up on. What do you think? Oh, in the examination, the heart sounds. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah, whether, you know, an added heart sound in a drug user, you're starting to think about endocarditis. And I think, you know, in the first video, you said this is, you know, this is both this woman and echo that wasn't even discussed, mentioned, relayed in this video. So that's the difference between those two candidates. Um, I think for a lot of this, there's a lot of prompting. What do you think? What bloods do you think? What does that make you think of, especially in relation to, you know, the CK I think the urea, whilst acknowledging that a high urea can also be indicative of a GI bleed, it's definitely not your first court call, call. And I think that a lot of people in interviews do get caught up in those things. And it's not putting the whole picture together that actually with a creatinine of 500, the urea of 35 is expected, essentially. Um, and so whilst you can acknowledge that you're thinking, oh, there could also be an upper GI bleed, particularly if the vomit was coffee ground, then fine. Um, but it's not the first thing you run to. Um, also, probably organizing the differentials in a pre-renal and post-renal. Um, otherwise, it's just kind of a blur differentials and thoughts. It's not organized. Um, and I think that that was kind of what we were trying to highlight in this answer, is that the candidate to hear all the information, but don't take it in, process it, and actually try and amend that to the scenario, um, like the drug user, like the added heart sounds, um, like the raised ALT, those kind of things that they don't take on board or comment on, 
that's what separates a three out of five from a five out of five. Yeah, I, um, I don't think so. I think I think you sort of captured most of the key things there. I guess um, I don't know that I made as much of a emphasis uh, on this video um, medication changes. And I know that I've kind of mentioned we'll review the amlodipine and things. I think it's also important just thinking about given the antibiotics that um, dosage adjustments are, are made, because I don't think I, I mentioned that in this kind of, in this scenario, the three out yeah. And that shows some insight into, re and I, you know, in these, because and you can train anybody to go into an interview and answer a clin clinical scenario on sepsis or an AKI. But the nuances that will make you score that five out of five is those kind of little renal tidbits that you pick yeah. up from doing a renal job or from reading a lot about it. Not necessarily to absolutely have had to do a job, but to reading a lot about it, like the dose adjustment. And thinking yeah. about it, you know, thinking along those lines or thinking about Kodigo. Um, so I think that they're the little nuances that make your answer that extra bit better. Worth uh, remembering that um, in these scenarios, they might not necessarily tell you that the patient is a drug user. So that might be something you have to ask directly. So is there any evidence of drug use? Can you see any, um, obviously, abscesses, track marks, pinpoint pupils, um, or, or, you know, any um, evidence they're a drug user? And if they don't say it, you know, make sure you ask because... Um, if you don't ask about illicit drugs, you'll never find the answer. And that's not just the same for this scenario. It's true in clinic. And you can't you can't assume that because of someone's um, you know, age or you, you can't you can't make assumptions about um what they do and don't do in terms of high risk behaviors. It's important yeah. to ask the question. And yeah, and I think you're right. I think probably in a clinical scenario and um, for the interview, they actually probably wouldn't tell you they were an IVDU. They just say found in the ground outside yeah. the shop disheveled and some vomit and you have to put two and two together so i think that's probably yeah. more likely yeah and i think it's such a rich tapestry of, of differential diagnoses when you've got someone who's an intravenous drug user mm. in the so i mean we've, we've spoken about endocarditis associated aki um there's in general sepsis associated aki there is um um aki related to whatever medications yeah. they're taking yeah, you did have a hepatitis C, you'd be thinking again of different types of GMs. So, you know, there's, it's, and that's actually kind of a perfect scenario to have in the interview. And because there's so much scope there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah for entering, uh, answering in scenario like that with just sepsis is not going to get far. Yeah. And just think, you know, is there, is there a reason why this 47 year old has, yeah, has has a severe infection? Is it because they are literally breaking the skin with a needle and injecting bugs in? Is it because they've got HIV or something like that? You know, it's mm -hmm. um, yeah, a good candidate will think about why was this forty-seven-year-old found on the ground, and is that of any relevance? And I think it is in this case. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good shout. Great, thank you. All right. Thank you. Cheers.